<laughs> All right. Uh, this morning is different with a number of things, and somewhat even what I'm going to speak on, and I'm going to share stories more so, and I'm going to share a little bit about where our church has been and where our church is going, and so I'm not necessarily going to open up the scriptures and teach them something, but I'm going to speak to kind of God's heart and what he's been doing in our church and in the family of this church. And so last week, Paul spoke. Uh, where are you, Mr. Holmberg? Right there. Paul spoke, and I was sitting over here, and um, I, I, was, I was being stirred. Paul, Paul spoke about God's heart for everyone and the, the two lost sons, and if you go back and listen to it. But I was sitting there, and I was just stirred like it was kind of burning inside of me. And I had a hard time just sitting there that I wanted to get up and speak. Because Paul was speaking about God's heart of compassion for all people. And he was challenging us about who do we have compassion for, and are we in line with God's heart. And I was sitting there, I was like, man, I feel like I really genuinely believe that the closer we are, the more our faith develops, that, and the closer we are to God, the more compassion we will have for other people and people around us. So a huge measure of spiritual maturity could be our level of compassion and care for other people. Ouch. Also, do we really believe that God's heart, like that he pursues people, that, that while, the, while that younger son was a long way off and, and had gone and spoiled all of God's gifts, that the father ran towards him, and that God's heart is one that runs towards people who do not know him. That God's heart is for everyone to belong. And I was just stirred in it. I was stirred in it. And as, I, as I've sat in it this week, I thought God's compassion for the world around us. And then I've started to think about us. And, and I've thought, so many of us, actually the person we're the hardest on, we like to point our finger out or we have a hard time exercising God's compassion for other people. A lot of us also in this room, the truth is who we are hardest on is ourselves. And even saying, like, like not let yourself off the hook for anything, but like, God, your compassion towards me, your compassion towards us, your forgiveness towards us. God, that we don't just look out and say, man, God longs for everyone to belong, but do we belong? And as we continue to develop in spiritual maturity and deepen that God's life taking root within us, we say, God, do, do we receive it in our own lives? Do we receive it in our own lives? And that's why I love, I feel like every year, for the past three years, three or four years, this is one of my favorite weeks of the year because it's the week after the women's retreat. And I get to hear all these stories from, from the women in our church of how God worked and the things that happened at that women's retreat. And so, uh, if, how about this? If you were there, just raise your hand at the women's retreat. That was so awesome, all right? And now let's do this. Let's say, if you're one of the four ladies that led the women's retreat, why don't you all stand up? So Michelle, Amy, Emmy, and Drew. 
from what I hear, you could take over the world, um, and they should. <laughs> I, I, um, some, someone else, some, some other lady said, I think those four ladies need to go around the country doing women's retreats. Like, they're incredible. But I just want to say, I mean, when we stand up here and recognize these kids and their gifts of service to the church and the families, we thank you for your gifts of service to this church and the women's retreat. And really, I think helping experience and push down deep God's love, God's heart for us, for all people, and especially for women. And so it was awesome to hear the stories, and I love continuing to hear the stories of the women's retreat. The Lord is drawing people to himself. God's heart is one that says, I, I want everyone to belong. And his main platform for implementing this compassion and calling people in is the local church. Is the local church. The gathered together on a Sunday morning local church to, to, to remember, to, to, to come around the sacraments and his word and the scattered church that goes out and says, Lord, use us in the world as we go. I was, um, we had a dinner, my wife, my wife had a birthday a few weeks ago, and we went to the zoo because my kids were awesome, and my wife loves going to the zoo, and even though they're a little past loving going to the zoo, they know mom loves to go to the zoo. So we went to the zoo and had a great day at the zoo, and then afterwards we went to this poshy restaurant in the Highlands. And so we were going there, and, and we sit down there, and we, can, we had like this adult conversation, and I... I said to my kids, I asked a question that wasn't really that premeditated, but I said, hey, because we were like having fun together as a family. I said, hey, what is something, they're, they're 14 and 18, the two that were home, the other ones in college, 14 and 18. I said, what is something you guys want, like that we've done in our family that you want to do in your family? When, when you have kids, if you ever have kids, like what's something of value we've held that you guys want to pass on? And I it's a little scary of a question, right? The scarier one is be like, what do you definitely not want to pass on? <laughs> That's at a different dinner. Um, <clears throat> so I said this, and I could have probably said, I, if you would have asked me, I could have had 10 ideas. Hey, they might say this or that. I had no clue. And so it was kind of quiet for a minute. Awkward, quiet. And then my son says, what well, I never would have guessed. I, I literally don't know if I ever would have guessed this. He said, ah, you took us to church every week. I said, what? <laughs> and he said, yeah, just going to church and being a part of the church. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like every week, he's like every week. He goes, I've seen a lot of friends, they, they, they go here, there, they come for a little bit and leave. He goes, but you guys just, every week. And I didn't want to tell him, I'm like, well, it was my job, you know. <laughs> and it challenged me, actually. I was like, would, I have been, would, it, would there have been such a deep commitment if it wasn't my job? And, and so I asked him, I said, well, what, what is it? What, like, what is it about just going to the church? He says, no, I just, it builds a foundation on something so much bigger and even just your parents. He goes, it's like this community, this intergenerational community. 
And listen, my kids, if you've taken my kids, I am going to cry, <laughs> to Mexico to build homes and to Morocco to experience tear gas in a riot <laughs> and, and to all kinds of camps and opened your homes and just on Sunday mornings and looking in your eyes and saying, how are you on the up days and the down days? The local church is God's strategy for unleashing his compassion on the world, and it's about being a part of something bigger than yourself. This building, does anyone know what year this building was built that we're sitting in? 92 to 3. I think it was completed in 3, and it started in 2. Um, when they did the when they did the groundbreaking for this building, this church was started in 61, so 30 years later they built this building. They bought the property and they built this building. When they built this building to do the groundbreaking, instead of getting the gold shovel, you know, and having the lead pastor do it, instead they got a rope. And uh, <clears throat> they attached, they, they took this rope, this wasn't the rope, but they took a rope and spread it out and attach a plow to the end of it, a little hand plow. Hey, come here. Yeah, come here. Just come here and take the end of this. And can you just pull it that way? Go ahead. We're going to see if we make a mess. Keep going. Keep going. You got it. Keep going. So they, they uh, stretched this rope out. Oh, that's fine. Now come over here. You can set it down and come back over here. Come on. Um, and it was attached to a plow. And they all, come here and grab this end and take it the other way. Pull, no, that way. Pull it that way. And, uh, and it was attached to this plow. And in, instead of just the uh, lead pastor, the, the entire church grabbed a hold of this rope and they pulled the plow. That's perfect, bud. Thank you. You can sit down now. Thank you. We're, listen, everyone's coming for you. Uh, and it, it represented that they, that they had a vision as a church. They had all given towards it. They had made sacrifices for it. And then they all grabbed a hold and, and they pulled and they broke ground together. Saying, okay, this is, so we're, we're pulling together. This is what we're doing as, as a local church. I want to... I want to do something. I want to just ask if you have benefited from what they did, if you have ever benefited from like that 30 years ago, and let me just give you a hint. If you're sitting in the chairs or watching online, you have benefited. So let me just do a, let me just, we're going to do a visual. If you have benefited from that, I want you to stand up. Okay. Hmm. That's very interesting. Now I want you to sit down. If you were there that day, if you were there that day that they picked up a rope and they pulled a plow and they broke ground for this building, I want you to stand up. Well, the, 
my mom and dad. Three of us were there on that day. There's a legacy uh, that has been left in this church, and, and, and it's a legacy that, uh, that we build on still to this day, and many of us have benefited from, and few of us have been around long enough, and some of us, we've got some long-timers here too, but for a few of us, uh, you represent kind of even who has gone before in the life of this church. So it is who you are and who you represent at this point, and we want to thank you for the legacy that this church has, has received, okay? And these last few years in the life of our church, we've known it's time for some refinement, some shifts. So last year, see, we have, we have an executive team. And the, the, this team and this, some of the elders, and really it's been over about the last four years, we've been saying, who has God called this church to be? And we've been around for long enough. You know like when you punch a hole in your wall? Well, maybe you don't punch a hole in your wall. Let's just say like, you, you know, you, you, paint your, you paint the wall and you need to finish painting and there, it's just a little, you, you need a second coat and you didn't do it and then you just like, oh, I got to get to that and then you never get to that and after like two years, you're like, oh, that's still there and I don't even see it anymore. It's great, so... <laughs> I'm just going with, everyone's got something like that, right? Even in the life of a church, when you've, when you've gone for so long, you're like, is there some stuff that we've just gotten used to or we don't see or that, that we do the furniture like this, but it's time to turn it like this or just to change and, and make some refinement. So the executive team and elders saying, Lord, who is it you've called us to be in the foundations of this church? And are we still walking with what you have called? And so clarity has come out of that, you guys. And we said, yes, this church uniquely. And so if this is your first day in, the, in this church, if you're just visiting this morning, glad you're here. You're going to learn a couple things and be called into something, really. But uh, we say, man, authentic relationship with God and one another is what this church is about. Authentic relationship with God and with one another. This is a relational church if you've been here for a while and you don't know anyone, that's not right. We want you to know people and, and to get connected and be in relationship. We just believe here at Boulder Valley, God's called us to be connected, to be relational, and, and then to grow in our faith. So how do we do that? It's these three C's we've talked about, but that we connect with God. Everyone here that says, hey, I'm a part of this church. I'm going to be intentional to connect with God and be growing in my relationship with Him. And we teach different rhythms and ways and study of Scripture. And Lord, how are we connecting with you individually and some responsibility we have? And our church says, we want to help you with that. Secondly, we say, we contribute. This isn't a church that we come and consume. Hey, let me watch some guy stand up on stage and some, someone who sings really good and I'll just, I'll, I'll just consume it all and then rank it. Well, that, that was a four out of five this morning. Or, or, uh, and, and then go home and go get some lunch. No, we are the church. We are the church. And, and so we all contribute. Even the kids make the coffee, right? <laughs> like we all contribute. God, use our gifts inside and outside this church. And, and then that we commit to community. If you want to be a part of this church, get in a life group. Do, get, get, get around some people that you get to know one another. 
to serve together. And we say, that, that's who we are. That's what we're going to push towards. That's what we're, we're going to encourage you towards. And that God, through that, is going to build authentic relationship with Him and one another. So we said, okay, a year ago, this was a year ago today, the executive team had come together and we said, all right, that we have such clarity around what God's calling us to do and who we are as a church. Let's do something as a church 30 years later. Let's get a rope and let's take it up by the cross and let's attach it to a plow and let's all of us go up there. This was a year ago. You guys remember that? Raise your hand if you were at this one. And we went up to that cross and we grabbed a hold of the rope and, and we pulled as a symbol of saying, God, we believe you continue to break new ground and we are open to what you're doing, what you've, the unique things you've called us to as a church. And then we took seeds, remember that? And we scattered wildflower seeds and we, said, and, and we read the scriptures, we said, man, you know what, we'll die, what, what needs to die in us, let it die, that, that life would be sprung to life, God, what you have for us and for this church. And I tell you what, the staff, we had planned this, and we were like, man, this sounds really good. This sounds like a great thing. It sounds like it'll work. It sounds like people will like it. But you know what, we don't want just a catchy thing. God, are you in this? Y'all need to take a lesson from these kids down here. <laughs> right? All right. So we're like, God, are you in this? And it had been two weeks before. Was it two or three weeks? It was three weeks before. Tyler, help me out here. I'm looking at you like, oh, man. <laughs> three weeks before, we went up there and, and pulled at the cross. Was it three? Three weeks before... Um, the executive team had gone to a retreat with four other churches in Boulder. And we had a great couple days together, and the last thing we did is pray over one another. And so we'd bring uh, the, 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 the staff from Calvary up, and we all laid hands and prayed over them. Bring the staff from Cornerstone, from Vine Life, from Pinewood, and then the last church to come up was Boulder Valley Christian Church. So we go up and we pray, or we get prayed over. We kind of open our hands as people come around. They're praying nice stuff for us. And then someone says, hey, I feel like I should pray over Tyler. So they pray over Tyler. And then after they pray over Tyler, this uh, woman from Vine Life speaks up and says, because while I was praying, while we were praying for Tyler, it's like God gave me this vision. Okay. So yeah, and in this vision... I, I see you guys were at the edge of your property. It was like you were digging, and, and you dug up the ground. And when you did, there were bones. And, and that people got scared, like, oh, these bones are a symbol of death. That, 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 that there's death in the ground at this church. She said, but then Tyler stepped forward and, 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 and said, no, no, these bones aren't death. The, the, these bones are, are, are symbolizing life and are going to come to life. And that Tyler started to speak over them and, and that these bones weren't a symbol of death but were a symbol of life. That in the foundation and the history of this church was not one of death and dying but life and reborn, right? And Tyler was the one that kind of had this whole idea of, hey, let's go up and let's pull a rope together. So that vision finishes. She shares this vision, and it's like awkward silence. 
And, and, then, and then Bob Taylor speaks up and he's like, would someone tell him what we're going to do? And then he's like, in like three weeks, we're going up to the edge of our property and we're going to pull a plow and it's going to unearth the ground. We're going to put the seeds in it. Like, I think this isn't just a thing. I think it's actually leading us and wants us to do this. And so we go up there and we do it. And we had no clue that the seeds we scattered, the life we called trust God for, for what he's moving us, that flames wrap around that cross. And it would burn up the seeds that we had planted. Were the bones a symbol of death? Yes or no? Were those bones a symbol of death? No, there was fear that they were, but they weren't. Those bones were going to come alive. Let me ask this. Was the fire, and did it burn up the seeds we planted and what God wanted to know? In fact, the fire may have been one of the catalysts that actually started to work in us. God saying, what I want to do. Eugene saying, okay, from death to life and let these seeds die that the flowers may sprout. I might have a little bit even different way. A dear friend and a great person, uh, Miss Petty, who she and I are good friends, and we're also in the middle of a, we didn't really make, we didn't bet, but who's going to cry first, her or me? <laughs> Missy, uh, Missy and her husband Kevin and their two girls, they have two girls in this church, um, and their house, they lost their house. It was still sort of standing, but they're, they're still not back in fire. And so I've asked to come up this morning and kind of what God's doing in your life and in the life of your family and what you would want to say to your church. So give it up for Missy. <laughs> so I have to warn you that this is an emotional topic. It's not as hard of as several months ago, but it's emotional. You know, bear with me. And I, when I... Um, told Matt I'd be happy to, I warned him, I said, there's a non-zero probability I'm going to cry. <laughs> I never know when it's going to pop out um, when this comes up, and that, that picture got me. Um, but Matt said, you know, I have been known to cry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I do know who I'm talking to, so we could just be a total mess up here, what's going to happen. But um, the answer as to how God has been working in our life lately is very simple and it's through the community of this church and you know when the mission church building authentic relationships with God and one another was developed it really resonated with me but I have truly seen it and um birds are difficult to describe but when the fire happened, you know, my husband and I felt we were pretty capable people, both professionally and personally, and, and we had the rug ripped out from under us and felt pretty incapable and couldn't really think about just basic things. And, you know, the community as a whole just kind of swooped in and surrounded everybody that was impacted, but in particular for us, it was this church and our life group, and I kind of describe it as, you know, these, these three rings around us, life group, church, community, and I honestly don't know what we would have done without that, and, you know, we, 
we started our life group at like five, five or six years ago. And um, Kevin and I did, I won't say lead because that sounds like we know, knew what we were doing, but I'll say, <laughs> and you know, various people came in and out, but there was a, a core group that's together. And the word life group is the perfect description of what that was. Shared celebrations and joy. We shared difficult times throughout that period. And group was us when we needed it the most. From Kristen Hammes, day two after a place for him, we were like, we don't even know what we're doing here. To getting us set up in our apartment and bringing us meals because we would have had Chipotle or macaroni and cheese for weeks if it hadn't been for them. Um, bringing us family photos because we didn't have our pictures anymore. Um, bringing my kids stuffed animals. <laughs> they were teenagers, but they still needed their lovies and 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 then helping us move into our townhouse <laughs> at the perfect time when everything was moved. <laughs> yes, you prayed. So bringing this, you know, you didn't ask me to because we wouldn't have been able to say. But spices and gift cards and prayer shells and uh, landscape design. You know, things that we couldn't think about at the time. And there were times when Kevin and I said to each other that we don't know people who are going through this right now are getting through it with what we have. And so I think that this mission, building relationships with God and one another, is invaluable. And that mentioned commission for others as a sign of spiritual maturity. And we've seen some spiritual maturity, I will say, because the compassion that we have seen through this church, through our community, um, we'll just be forever grateful. So I, what I want to say is thank you. You know, I, I'm sure I've left something out that people have given us and and parts every you know that those first several months were a blur. So remembering everything is is difficult, but know that gifts, whether it was asking what we were doing or giving us a hug church or crying with us into church or sending us a note or donating or whatever it was, say thank you. And then the other thing that I want to say is keep up. And what I mean by that is stay connected because those connections are so important and through life, through the good times and through the really difficult times. And it's the difficult times where you'll really understand the meaning of community. And you guys have had a million times over. So thank you. Thanks,
Kids, I'm at your help in just a little bit, but not yet. Yeah. Um, the building didn't get burned in cement, and we hosted them here. You guys hosted them here, and over 350 homes were sifted. Um, over 100,000 was donated. That we've, This week, I signed a check for 8,500 that we gave to another family in our church to help buy some building supplies through donations that you guys have made. Another a $2,000 just cash gift was given this week that we just took to a family. Sorry, it wasn't you guys, but a different... <laughs> To another through uh, buyer. Seal Away continues to use this church and has been so, so grateful. Bible Study Fellowship, there's like 300 women that meets here on Wednesdays. It's crapping in the back, it's pole vaulters in the back, pole vaulting. <laughs> However, they do that. Our neighbors had a party, uh, Spanish Hills had a party, and they called us and said, Can we here in your church property? They did that two weeks ago. They said, we just want to get our neighborhood together. So many of our houses burned, so they had a party out there. Um, we'll be having a party for the Enclave that uh, burned down, that most of that burned down here in, in a month. Or so what is the next step? <clears throat> what is the next step to seeing everyone belong? What's the next step to reaching down and grabbing the rope and pulling together as a church? And share what that is. That the elders, the staff, we've had quite a bit of time praying, Lord, what's the next thing you have for us and to what are you calling us? And so this morning I'm going to tell you that the next thing that we're going to reach down and grab the rope together and pull together in the same direction is paying off the mortgage this building. Is that we're going to, yeah, you can clap for that. That we are going to pay off the mortgage so we could stop paying the bank and we're going to release more funds to ministry until everyone belongs because that is the heart of our church and hear this that we're not paying off the mortgage so we can live more cushy and comfy all right we are strategic use funds to expand the church and impact of our church lord willing and with the lord's strength but until everybody belongs so i'm going to lay a couple things out pretty for you all right okay matt you said we're going to all grab the rope and we're going to pay off the mortgage Mate, Matt, have you watched the news? Do you know the economic stuff that's going on? Shouldn't we be like tightening the belts and, you know, digging holes in the ground? No. All right? And, and this is leading us in faith. I want to I let you guys know, the mortgage right now, at the end of this year, at the end of this year, we'll owe 602000 Annually, we're spending $123,000 uh, for, that just goes to paying the mortgage. Every month, we pay 10000 $200 as a church for the mortgage. We have five and a half years left on it. Over those five and a half years, $75,000 will go to interest. So not to principal. We're on the backside of it, so it's not as much, but $75,000 would go to interest. So Matt, how will we pay off the mortgage because that's $602,000? That's what you're asking, right? We would take $100,000. We're planning to take $102,000 out of reserves. This will still keep our church with six months. A healthy six months so that so the church is not teetering and that if COVID-2 happens or whatever, that this it's going to be okay. And, and to take care of the staff and to take care of the church and be able to deploy money out. And now this next slide is the thing I'm most excited to sh share with you. 
that we have $350,000 already committed. Friends, this comes from 10 families in the church, and it also comes from Silaway Church. Silaway, who meets here every Sunday for 10 years and Tuesday and does band practice Thursday night that we've never charged, and they are crazy grateful. And they said, we want to be a part of this with you. And so we're going to pull some money out that we have, and we're going to give it to you. And we also want to do, we want to, we want to do a special offering within our congregation to, to be able to help pay. We want to be a part of this. So $350,000 has already been committed by families and by seal away with 150 that raise eggs for the king this year. Gifts for the king this year. We... Um, like you kind of want to clap, you kind of want to cheer, you're kind of excited. It's like pretty impressive. And I am excited. And again, it's one of those things where you're like, Lord, are we just picking up the rope and saying, God, you follow us? Or are you calling us to pick up the rope? And already God's saying, pick up the rope, you idiot. <laughs> it's time to stop paying the bank and we're going to reallocate this money to mission and ministry because my heart is for all people and God's heart of compassion for all people. So what, what this means, what this means is gifts for the king this year is going to go towards, we're, we're, have a goal of 150000 pay off the mortgage. So we're looking for like 100, figure this, it's about 100 people give to GFK. And friends, we have some heavy lifting because some of those GFK, and they already gave. So some of us, it's, hey, all of us as, as a church, we're going to pick up and, and we're going to need to pull. So it's if 100 of us, families or individuals gave, that's 1500 bucks each. Taken. I know some of us are like, yeah, I'll be good for 150, but some of us are going to be like, hey, I think I'm good for 15,000. And Lord, we love it. We go and we pray, and, and it's a husband and a wife. We go and we pray, and the wife prays, and the husband prays, and then they say, Lord, what do you want us to give as a family? And then they come back, they write it down. And then they come back together and they share. And some it's like, it's the same number. Sometimes they're like, it's a totally different number. What are we going to do, you know? And then they talk about it. And then they give. And it's always faith builder and, and connector, authentic relationship. I want to lay in church as individuals or as families start to pray. What are you going to give this year? What's the Lord stirring in you until everyone belongs to be a part of this? When I became the lead pastor 10 years ago, 10 years, I... When I came to lead pastor 10 years ago, I sensed really the biggest thing God was calling me to was this. He said, I, guess what? I was there when they, when they picked up the rope in 1992. <laughs> um, I'm old. Um, and I pulled that rope. And I pulled that rope. And I sensed when God, God saying, Matt, when I became lead pastor 10 years ago, he's like, Matt. You, you know the generation that's gone before. I, I want you to honor the generation that's gone before. But you need to prepare this church for the generation that's coming up. Because 30 years, there's going to be a bunch of people, and maybe three of us will still be, that help pay off. But this church, what it's going to expand and continue to do. I want all you kids to come up here. Yes! Go ahead, get on the stage. I want you all to grab this rope. Well, though, will you come up here too? Come on. Yeah, you could, you're going to stay right down here. My mom and dad also. Come here. 
I, I want us to have a Come here, you guys. Here, let's make, let's make some room up right here. Come here, you guys stand out. Come on, stretch it down here and let these people down here. Yeah, I was there. Um, you guys like holding on to this rope? No, no, yeah, kind of. It's boring. It's boring. Tug of war. Yeah. Oh wait, we're gonna pray first. We're gonna. We're, Adults versus kids. <laughs> versus kids. Um, friends, look at the look at the look at the picture. Lord, we thank you for the generation we benefited from, that helped pull a plow and set the foundations for this building. Gave sacrificially. Thank you for your work here throughout the years. Thank you that you're not done, and the next generation and what church will look like and how it'll be the same and how it'll be different. But God, the need for authentic relationship. And and I just hear my son's words honestly echo. You guys brought us church, and there was a family bigger than just you guys that surrounded us and cared and has poured into us. All right, so let me pray over. Um, let me pray over. Church, just stand up. Let's all stand up. No, well, we're going to kind of just worship. All right, we'll talk more later. All right, it's getting wily up here. It's, uh, let's pray. Father, uh, for your history. God, your work in our life, thank you that you draw us to yourself. You're great for all people, God, for us. And I pray we'd experience your compassion, and then we'd be about your compassion in our neighborhoods and homes for this church. Out. Not for our glory, for your glory. Not for our benefit, for your benefit. And Lord, as you cause us to bend over and to grab rope and to be a part of the pulling, may we respond and do what you call us to do. And so, Lord, we trust you with this. We pay off the mortgage, not to be mushy, but to, to release these funds for mission and ministry. Mission and ministry. God, we thank you for your work. We pray. Uh, Father, we pray over everyone in this church. We love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.